Does uh, Cornejo have his own? Check Headphone one, two, check hear? one, two. Can you two. hear, brother? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. Excellent. Man, I saw that movie, dude. You were scary as fuck, bro. Uh, Tax collector, dude. Halloween shit, huh? I don't know, man. It looked kind of real. I was a little bit like, whoa, whoa, this dude's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah, well, it was interesting. It was like it was that. interesting. I was really paying attention to it because Me- I Mexico knew- made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was wondering about some of like the special effects for all that because I know like PETA and all those fools are they would never allow anything really to happen. No, no, nah, nah, you can't. You can't um like execute an animal on on no set. Yeah, they were there. They were there. Right, and so, so they had to get a kosher one, a kosher um they couldn't even get a rooster. Wow. Right, so they got like a chicken and then. They kind of like they they like stashed the bags of like um, fake blood up in it. Yeah. <laughs> so like the way I did it. Right. That, that's the way you really do it when you do it in the ceremony. Yeah. You you fold the the bird like in half, so you you grab his feet and then you grab him from here. So when you hit him with the knife, it paralyzes him. So it's like and they just start leaking the blood. Wow. So <laughs> and then because in the old man. days, man, back in those old cowboy and Indian films, they used to legitimately trip live horses to make them fall, and horses would get their arms broken, all this shit, right? It's fucked up. It is fucked up. So that's why now it's like the way you said it's all safe and cool. But did you actually? Have anybody show you like how to do it? Did you have like an expert walk you through it, or did you already know, or what like was when, the- when I was in Mexico, I, I got initiated into two of the Afro-Cuban religions, one coming by way of Nigeria and the other one coming by the way like Angola, Congo, like over there. Yeah. So I learned that I, I learned you. that from the Cubans when I was in Mexico. Wow, that's fascinating, man. That is fascinating. Yeah, we're kind of yeah. We've already started. This is probably like a little teaser discussion we just had right about it. Yeah, you know, (laughs) interesting. Took a motherfucker's ass with a feather. Get him going. I got a question about this when we start. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right, gentlemen, let's do this. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show, coming at you from Ramos Gallery in Westwood Village, California. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sitting across from me, my co-host and partner, is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian. Yeah, come on. That's a little bit of reservation rap. That's, a, that's in honor of Canelo. Yeah. Reservation rapper. You a storyteller. Yeah, snotty nose res kid. We And on sound, old blue eyes himself. Sean Lewis. Certified. Audio professional engineer. The hell for the hard luck show, baby. Yeah, all right, all blue eyes. Now we can't, we can't legally say what his relationship, relationship is nope. to old blue eyes, but 
Might be related to the guy. Might, Might be. be. Sean Natra. Sean Natra Lewis. Sean Natra. Sean Natra Lewis. That's right. This is a good choice. I like Thank where you. we're going with this, Sean. Thank you. All right. We have a very, very, very special guest. Listen, very special. He's a gentlemen. West Los Angeles rap artist known as Mayfield. Ooh. Been trying to get this dude on the show since we started. I want to take a moment to introduce and bring on the infamous one and only legend, legend from the West Side, Conejo. Come on, Diablo. Come on, shit. I'm talking about man, the West Side party up here. Cornell, welcome to the show, doggy. Thank you for having me. Uh, and today, Prime came along with him. Your man, you, hey, your right hand. Welcome to the show, Prime. What's up, Prime? Optimus yeah. Prime. What's yeah. the word? Prime rib. What's prime. up? Prime rib. What's up? It's crime time, Prime. <laughs> yeah. We also have the incredible uh, Julio Ramos sitting in on this show. Wait We're sitting in Julio R- in Ramos Gallery. So Julio's sitting in here. Safe, Ladies and gentlemen, safe, safe. Julio. Julio. Julio Ramos, the greatest uh, artist yeah. of all time. This guy also is a body magician when it comes to Lamborghinis, Porsches, and you yes, name it, right? He does, man. I can do Maseratis, it all. the guy's amazing. And he looks like the lead singer of like a 90s grunge rock yes. band. For right? real, like a Latin Seattle, Latin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. A Latin out of Seattle. Like all Smashing right. Calabasas. Yeah. Right? Like the Smashing, smashing Calabasas. Nopalas. Yeah. Smashing Nopalas. <laughs> smashing Calabasas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay, and we have our, uh, our, you know, man, the guy that just does it all. We got No. Okay. Oh, shit. We have my homeboy. He's here today. Big Diablo. Hey. Yeah. The city of Santa Monica representing. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be right next to Conejo. Real, yep. real, real G. Yep. 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 Take it, it like that. It's West and Brown right here right now. <laughs> and our our producer extraordinaire, Mr. Schwartz, is in the house, right? Oh, the Schwartz. Your Schwartz is strong. Schwartz making Schwartz. everything happen. He might have a bad back, but he's got a fucking good ride, brother. Yeah. That fucking set us beard. up, right? Slipped a disc, but he's also the fucking guy you want on your right hand producing the show. Right. Come on, Schwartz. Schwartz. Thank you, Schwartz. Yeah. Thank you. Got all of the... Um, introductions done. First Jesus, off, that only took an hour. That took an hour. That took a long time. Uh, Conejo, first off, I want to, I want to thank you for coming on this show, man. It has been an ongoing topic um, about trying to get you over here, and I know yeah, it was, yeah. you know, it was, it's just all a matter about timing. And I want to wish you a happy birthday, bro. I heard happy it's your birthday, birthday. Thank so you happy much. birthday, happy my man. Birthday. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you something that's kind of surprising. I was, I can, Canale came in here in Diablo. We got legends of the West Side. Yes, Some of we these do. guys who have seen and heard it all and weathered it and survived and yes. succeeded, right? So I'm sitting there at the feet of the masters, and I'm like, oh, here they meet yeah, these titans, titans <laughs> of the West. And then, and then, and then it was like, oh, Canelo, it's your birthday. And then Diablo goes, hey, are, what are you like a Libra? And I was like, wow, I didn't know it was going to be astrology from the West Side Legends. <laughs> yeah, West Side astrology. Huh? You never yeah. know. That's why we're different. We're yeah. different. Diablo, what does that mean? Because you gave him a pound on the Libra thing. What was well, that? I thought he was a Scorpio. But, but, <laughs> Because I think they're in October too. Yeah, and I know homie's real, real. Uh, you know, he's got he got out of soul, so I knew that uh, he was conscious of it. So 
But Libra, that, that makes sense. They're real charming. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I met some Libras, in, in, you know, in my time, and you know, they, they got the gift of gab, and homie definitely got it. You yeah. Know? So hey, I, you know. and Libras are scales, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And so Canel, man, I mean, he, this he, guy, he whooped he the scales. Be, he beat the scales <laughs> of justice, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So how do you know? Big Lux, how far back do you go with Canel? Well, me and Canel don't go far, far back. Me and Canel are like, it's almost like a six degrees of separation. First, let me say this, that I was a fan of his music right. before I ever met the gentleman. Wow. And I was listening to his music probably somewhere around, I want to say 15, 15, not to age anybody, but probably 15, 20 years before I ever met the man. I was already up on what was going on with his music and the stories of this gentleman being on the run and continuing to put out music. And and it really adds to like this amazing story. And, you know, it really. So through that, he worked with a very good. uh, uh, He worked with um, with um, Ernie, Ernie G. Oh, right. From Proper Proper Dose. Dose. So they did work together. My own boy Buyo, our own boy Buyo was. uh, They did some music together back in the day. Yeah. So there was this connect, uh, maybe a a A while back. Real West Side connect. Real West Side connection. Yeah. And we were talking kind of through people for a little while. I was supposed to go to like a Christmas show. It ended up not happening. And finally, we just linked. I think maybe Prime was the like. Uh, the liaison, the liaison, it made it happen, dude. I'd reach out because I was kind of at the point where I was like, "Let's link." I want to get you know, and I think Prime hit me back, and he's like, "Hey, man, let's go grab breakfast, right? Let's go grab breakfast." Me and him, right? He handles a lot of business Logistic, with him, yeah. yeah. And so right. we sat down, bro, and uh, I think we sat down, and we hit it right off. A little hour breakfast turned into a couple hours, right. and he started sharing with me a lot about Conejo, and um, and I was sharing him with about myself, and really just like six degrees of separation yeah, yeah. on a lot of spaces. And then uh, they invited me down to um, one of their creative spaces in Los Angeles, and I got mm-hmm. to actually meet him for the first time. Um, this was months, uh, a few months ago, and... And we hit it right off, man. I got to meet him and some close friends of him's, and, and they welcomed me in. And I was in this great creative spot. We got to listen to a couple tracks from his his incredible album that's coming out, and just like got to chop it up with him. And uh, we've hung out a few times since then. And uh, man, I, I just enjoy everything he's doing, and kind of like getting to hang out um, and build a friendship with somebody that you kind of watch from the sidelines for a while. Yeah. Um, is, uh, it's cool, man. Like I'm about this guy's music and his movement, dude. You know, it's, I mean, he does everything. He's acting, he's making the music, he's doing everything. Canel, um, what's the creative, what's this creative space he's talking about? And like, what's important for you in to have in these creative spaces like that you need as an artist? I mean, First of all, first side of the question, it's, it's not too far from here, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. It's close mm-hmm. by. And, and it's, I linked up with some, with some dudes that they're, they're like in the family, too. There's another six feet of separation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We linked up. They were like, they had sent me a message one day. They're like, hey, come down and do a song. And I was like, that's, that's too little for me. I got to do like an EP. Right. I got to knock out like five songs. One song's nothing. And they're like, prove it. So I went down there <laughs> on that first day. I knocked out five songs, and they were like, you know, we we huddled up like two weeks later, and they're like, why don't we just um keep it going? Let's just go through. Let's let's run an album through. And then they, you know they brought in writers and and like a team of producers, and we just started like mold. They like molded it to like me. 
Yeah. So when you guys hear it, it's gonna be conejo, but like on steroids. Right. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. So and and me, I, you know, I was I was been about the art. I was been about creating, and you know, I, I always look for that one place where I could where I could make it happen. You know. Yeah. And and Sorry. and I also noticed that like you got kind of like a different energy. You know what I mean? There's an intensity to it, which I think might be one of the reasons why you you were brought into. Uh, the tax collector, right? Because it's it's has that always been with you? Have you always had that kind of energy? I mean, I don't know. I, like that's a I'm yes. Me, so I don't. I don't. I that's don't, a I, yes. He's know, like, I'm I not just, gonna brag about I, it. Nah, I, I just do me. But I, maybe I, you know, it could be. But <laughs> let me break, let me dial it back. Yeah, go ahead, for please. A second, man, because please. I mean, and, and the listeners, man, and there's so many people that have brought up like, when's Conejo coming on? The that show? is true. Oh, I fucking put a picture up of us. And it was over with. All the comments were like, when's he coming on the show? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, like, I'm coming through the state uh, at, at points in time. And growing up on the west side, there are some neighborhoods on the west side that are pretty well known. They're just, they're, they're, you know, there's neighborhoods you never heard of. There's neighborhoods that are new. There's, but there's some neighborhoods that kind of stand out to you. And as you kind of go through the system, as I did, yeah. you start meeting You'll, you'll kind of like, as you start meeting more heads from different neighborhoods, you start to really find out which neighborhoods are really popping because you start seeing a lot of like, this is what I'm saying makes sense at It all. does. It yeah. does. Absolutely. So as I'm coming up through the city and I haven't gone yet to state yet, like I'd run into a lot of dudes from an area that Conejo's from. And uh, I, I gained a certain amount of respect, you would say, for this other neighborhood on the west side. Right, and, I, and as I gone through the state and started having exchanges, I would naturally kind of like, I don't know, me and this neighborhood, something like that going on with yeah, yeah. Flo with Florence too. Like yeah. there's something like sometimes where you just and so these dudes from his area, I would link up with them, man, and these dudes were like, each one of them were really, really, really stand up dudes from yeah. the West Side. Like yeah. really, man, yeah. it made an impression on me. So you got to remember, as I'm. As I know this, this is a rapper, an artist coming out of this area. Right. So I'm thinking, you can't just say you're from that area and just like try and, and be out there like, with it. You yeah. gotta like, all right, so he's on the run. He's from there. And so as I'm kind of putting these pieces together, I'm like, this dude's like a real, this dude's like a real ass dude, man, right. that can rap, right? So right. in saying that, like, man, you, you grew up on the West Side. I mean, you, they say you were on the run, and you're still putting out music and stuff. Like, tell us, man. Like, you grew up. Kind of take us through it, man. Like, it's well, crazy stories, and I need you to straighten it all out for us. You know, it's crazy you say that, too, because, like, somehow I've always had a connection with Santa Monica, whether it be through Ernie. Like, I don't know. It's just I, through my whole... I just had that right, connection. Right, right, right. Like it's there crazy. and there, like like some love shit. Like, you know, so that's that's one part. The second part, like growing up in, in West Adams is a new term. Mm. But I and growing up in that area, like, mm. you know, it, it 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 was it was violent. Yes. Sir. But but I never noticed it. I just lived in it and, and, and went through with it and it was like I never felt oppressed by anything. I was just like, all right. They just killed three homies. Right. Fuck it. Let's get back time. You know, and I never felt like, even though we're surrounded by, you're surrounded by enemies. Right. But you, I, I never felt that. So it was just like normal. So I come up out of there. Later, my journey takes me 
over the border and mm -hmm. and and abroad and and well, let me stop right there real quick. Yeah. Last night I was watching Netflix, right? I don't know what's the name of the series, but I I like the little commercial, it was interesting. So I looked for that episode and I watched that one. And it was about this 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 um car, this this guy that grew up, I think he was in Virginia or some shit. He's kind of like a country kid and he moved down to like I guess somewhere down south from there and he um he started selling weed and then he found out he liked racing cars and then he knew to keep on racing cars he got to make more money so right. he started doing more and more because now as the you know you level up in the race car game them engines cost more mm -hmm. then, then now you need two cars three cars mm -hmm. four cars cuz one goes down the okay, other one right, slides right, right, right in right, right, right. and then while he's while he's um while he's doing this his wife starts partying so he says he came home one day and they didn't smell like weed she's over there fucking Coke the fuck out with her homegirls. Yeah. And he's like, hey, check mm -hmm. this out. I'm going to leave your ass. Mm -hmm. So she checks into mm -hmm. rehab the next day. Right? Yeah. But him, his shit's getting bigger and bigger. And now the, 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 the feds come into the mm -hmm. situation. So she's scared. And she tells him, man, you got to stop. We're already up. Right. We're crazy making millions. And he said, he said, um, I can't. Racing is like a heroin injection to me. I'm addicted. That's my heroin. I'm addicted to it. I can't stop. So me, when I when I, I seen this last night, I was like, oh, that's a trip because when I was on the run, I knew the music would get me caught would get me caught up eventually. Mm. But I was addicted to it. Wow. I was like, nah, I gotta wow. tell this fucking story. Wow. Next album, next album, next album. And I would pick like I would do um theme albums like this album, I'm gonna call this bitch Blood Diamond. Mm. And then I would just go on this whole shit about like it wasn't about, you know, cause you know, it's obviously it's not about blood diamonds over there, Sierra Leone. Right, 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 right. It's right, about right. motherfuckers running around in Mexico, <laughs> fucking their limbs chopped off. Right. You know, on the floor. You know, so I, I, I was like, you know, yeah. it, it just it put me. You know, even though I was in a rough situation, yeah, it put me in a, the dopest creative space of my whole life. I like found my voice as a fugitive. Because I was just I found I, my voice as a fugitive. That's a t-shirt. That's a shirt. That's a shirt, bro. Like, Trademarking that, that shit. Yeah. yeah. I found my voice in partnership. That's, that's, that's your shirt, bro. Partnership I'm telling you right now. With a little rabbit at the end of it. Just a little rabbit at the end of it. Hey, bro. Conejo, so yeah. let's let's th this is interesting because what you're talking about, a lot of artists and a, and and you know what? Soldiers and a lot of people find that their best work is done when they're stuck between a rock and a hard place yeah, and yeah. they're forced to improvise. And you feel like shit. And you and you got nothing else distracting you and you got just these two things, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know how, because I've read, I've read some articles uh, uh, about you. So I know that at uh, a certain point you were extradited. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, 2016. Okay. And then at a certain point, uh, certain charges were dropped. Is that correct? They were like, just kind of like, you know, there's levels to a charge. Yep. And I played out to the lowest version of the charge. You played out so that... You can talk about it, or you played out like, hey, they could actually bring another thing if they wanted nah, to. Nah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a close case. Okay. But at this point, like, if you add up all the time, it, it had been like 16 and a half years almost. Right. Without coming home. Right. So I think mm -hmm. anybody would be like, all right, I'm fucking, what, I, what is it? I, I, I'm going to go, I want to see my moms. I want to, 
I want to go eat some fucking pozole, some haiba, right, right, right. some, you know, enchiladas, stuff. <laughs> like right. Because uh, I want to make sure, because I'm an attorney, right? Yeah, and I want to yeah. make sure that I understand what the lay of the land is before we start talking about whatever. And if we ever get to a place where you're like, I don't know about that, well, let, let me know. But what I really want to know is, what was the reason that you had to leave in the first place? Well, basically... Um, It was uh the charge was a 187. Okay. But like see like even when I talked to my attorney, mm-hmm. like okay, yeah, I left. But and and people might think, "Oh, he's fucking guilty. That's why he left cuz he's mm-hmm. guilty." But nah. Anybody, any when you're put in a situation, your natural like instinct, your you're going to survival mode. You need to back the fuck up and and see what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. We and, just had a situation like that this morning here at the Ramos Gallery when the cops tried to gaffle us up. <laughs> we just had that. But the issue, you're right, though, because I'll tell you something. I've represented various people that I know. I know they're not guilty. But I also know that the way prosecutions work and the way the politics and the police, I mean, you don't have to be. Now everybody knows that the cops are a little crooked because of what's gone on the last yeah. three years. Right. Right. But so just because you don't want to cooperate with a situation does not mean you're guilty. And the founding fathers of this country made it that way specifically because they knew the king was doing shit like that, railroading people. So I take your point. Just because I didn't want to cooperate does not mean I did anything. Yeah, yeah. So I just like, like, you know, one year turned into three years. Three years turned into I'm comfortable Three, mm. you know, comfortable turning to I'm not comfortable. Mm. You know, five years turning to fuck that. I'm turning myself in. Where the fuck am I at? This shit's wild as fuck over here. Right. Um, did it get progressively more wild yeah, during your time there? Did yeah, you yeah. see it change a I little did, bit? I what did. did you see? I just seen it like, like, on like when I first got there. Yeah, there was homies over there, right? Yeah. But and I had spots where I would like hide in plain sight all the time. Yeah. Where I would go all do all my like um all my you know do all my text messaging and surface you know, up yeah yeah and, and I would just go do all my shit right there and as time went on, I started seeing homies with jerseys, throwbacks, Dodger hats, Raider shit like uh, like I never dressed like that when I was right. out there never you would never you think I was a paisa mm-hmm. I was low key than a motherfucker I I never <laughs> like if you even talk to me like that I'll ignore your ass. Right. I'll reply to you in Spanish and walk away from you. (laughs) Straight up. Straight up. Yeah. What's the, and so in talking about that, because like when you first, like when you're, you're blending in, let's say, right? Yeah. Um, what, what really, do you know you're really talking to a paisa or you're talking to somebody that, what, what are some of the distinguishing characteristics? This is the thing is when they, when, like, when when there's a homie over there, either he's deported or he's a fugitive. That's it. Yeah. So, Either one it, no it, good it, for you, right? Yeah, so I got to, like, grow my hair out. I got to lose everything. Anything mm-hmm. that says, you know, like, any kind of, like, like, like L.A. swag, that's mm-hmm. just gone. What kind of swag did you have? I what came with that L.A. swag. I came banged no, out. No, I mean, after that, though, when you got rid of that, right, what, what were you wearing? Like, did you have cowboy boots? What did you wear? Yeah, I wore some cowboy boots. I went to a couple. Mm-hmm. I, went, I remember I went to, I want to go see, um, there's, there's a singer. He got killed. Some cartel killed that for uh, Valentin Elizalde. I went to go see him, Banda Limon. Yeah. Cowboy the fuck out. 
That's yeah. Right. Bitches think that shit's fly over there. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's I, I'm shit. not against right. it, bro. No, I love that, that shit. shit. As long as that shit's, your shit's like, you know, fly. Some, like, you spend some, some money on it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your shit, your shit looks tight. I wear right, bolo ties right. to court sometimes. Big ass fucking turquoise and fucking silver or whatever. Uh, I'll wear that shit right to court. I don't care. Yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> so, you know, and and like like when I landed, I landed, I basically came in, I was in Baja. Uh-huh. I went all the way up to Jalisco because my family's from Jalisco. And I didn't really notice nothing. Then I started like noticing little things like, oh shit, it's just kind of real. But it didn't affect me because I've been around it all my life. But then, like they turned that they turned that notch up like a mother, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like that, hmm. and I started seeing things and finding out things, and I started talking to people that the look on their face they were, you know, they had anxiety on the look on their face, like, right. you know. So you you know, we grew up around this, so we learned to like. To like recognize body language and and sometimes you don't even gotta say shit. You're just looking mm-hmm. at a phone and you're already knowing like, hey, something's up right here. Like right. red flags start going off. You know it's time for you to like, hey, I gotta shake right here. I'm out. I'm out. I gotta, you know, like something could happen right here. Right. I've, I've been standing right. here too long. Right. Did yeah. you ever have any yeah. uh, close calls with the federales or the authorities yeah, uh, when you were over there? I did. <gasps> what would happen? What would happen? Oh, no. Well, I got a song I'm, I'm on this new album that I'm dropping. It's called The Reset. I tell this whole story. And 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 actually, you could hear this story on my podcast. I got a podcast called Inside a Sinister Mind. It's on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. What's it again? What's the name of it? Inside a Sinister Mind. Inside it. a Sinister, sinister mind. mind. It's a so, documentary podcast. Okay, you guys will hear that. I and you can find that on all platforms. Yeah, on all podcast platforms. Go Google that. And jump awesome. on that after this. And um, I tell this story where, like, I'm going to just give you, like, a quick. Sure. I come out, me and my boy come out the house, make a right turn, and I look, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, we both noticed that we felt it. And I, I don't know if it was binoculars or there was a big camera with a big lens. And like, <laughs> we just, oh, shit. That <laughs> shit starts coming behind us. <laughs> You know, I call him for backup, yeah. and this shit turns into Grand Theft Auto. Right. Like PlayStation, Grand Theft Auto, fucking sidewalks, car crashes, yeah. all kinds of shit, helicopters, all uh-huh. like... Do, do, you, uh, were you, do you believe that you were ever observed by drones? Like, were drones looking they just, for you? They just started coming in, like, now, like, in the last, like, let's just say five years over there. Right. Cause I've five been, or six years. I've been, I did a bunch of research on drones, and those things can be up in the air for 48 hours just circling. Just yeah. sitting there. Just sitting there for 48 hours. No, yeah. And they have two to three shifts of 12-hour pilots, and they're two pilots plus a CIA dude and an FBI dude and a what-da-da-da-da. And they're all in a trailer over in Langley. Drinking Diet Pepsi and eating chips while somebody might be out there like running for their life. At some point, they're going to be able to find you or see you. I remember this one time we were over there, right? I went to go meet up with some some of these these two brothers. They're my boys. These fools are dead already. These fools got melted. Mm-hmm. And they uh, got melted. And uh, we went to go we went to go meet up with them with them and their uncle. And we're at a spot and we had parked and they like there was a like a like a smaller U-Haul type shit. Beat the fuck up, but I had two license plates. Had a California license plate and a Baja license plate, right? Mm-hmm. And we're clowning, we're leaning on the truck and everything. And then I fucking I start hearing radio frequencies, and then we're like, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So whatever was in there, they were they were like they were on some surveillance shit, you know. But we just bumped into it out of nowhere, and <laughs> oh, we're like, "Oh shit. shit, we're hearing all kind like it's coming out of there." It's not, right. it's low, Dude. but not that low. It's it's enough that we're all like, "I'm like," and then everybody starts listening, mm-hmm. and I think whoever was inside there knew that we were right. They were probably they were sweating to, like, bullets. Oh shit! Like keep this shit down, right? And, and then um. Like later, I found out like forty, like forty eight hours later, like two days later, the uncle's like, yeah, they hit a house, like, like well, like two days later, you know, like maybe like six, seven houses down. You know, it's interesting mm. you say that because like I'm like also I've been reading about the 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 history of narcos, and I mean before like what you know on Netflix and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And it's interesting that there seems to be a lot of coordination between and this is just me talking this is not you or anybody else so whoever's listening to this it's Chumahambo and the attorney talking okay? okay there seems to be a lot of coordination um between the mexican government the american government and some of the cartels right and what i've read from in the past and we're saying like 50 years ago so this may not be the current situation so whoever's listening to this i ain't talking about you but in the past, sometimes the state or the federal level Mexican government would be working with somebody, locals, and some of these people are humble people. They're just farmers, and they're just doing their job as they understand it. Yeah. And they pay their piece to the government on up and up and up, right? And then when somebody decides they don't want to buck the system, sometimes the government will then bust them, right? cart them off, look like we're doing something, and then just install new people who are ready to play the game the right way. Is that anything that seems like that aligns with anything you understand or you've seen? I mean, man, over there, like, you hear all kinds of things, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't debunk it. I wouldn't say it's true and it's not true because over there it's like, you know, you hear, like, the impossible being possible <laughs> right <laughs> right you hear the impossible being possible that's right. a good way you know, to put like, it like like um you know i just did an interview with ed calderon i don't know who you, do you know who that is yeah. he's the ex some um, state police in um in baja and he his team is the ones that apprehended me so i was hiding from him and he would that team was looking for me and it's a group called Lance. And they're like together with the with the FBI, with the uh, Department of Justice, with with the U.S. or whatever. Right. So, like he was just like you know, cause I I like it was crazy, cause you know he he's not now he just he he teaches like tactical fucking his knives and all this crazy shit. He teaches police departments how to fucking pin dudes down, and, and he's he's a savage. We sparred already last time. Did you? Yeah. We rolled. We we did. We went did some groundwork, but um, but. We, but he was telling me about the about the like how they're like, see like, they say okay, luck's right there, right? Yeah. So they how they dip into the towers and now they know he's right there. So then they there's drone all the shit like right. And then you think like uh oh, Mexico don't don't do it like that. Nah, Mexico does do it like that. Mexico's right. on a 
they're they're more advanced than than people think. Yeah, it's it's a third world country. Life has less value, but they're on their shit. Like when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I I was I was looking through all that, and well, the one thing as I was listening to you talk, when you do a when you when you play a cops and robbers or cat and mouse with a gentleman in his outfit for a long enough time. When you guys finally meet up, is it? Do you guys have a mutual respect? Are you guys? We're clowning all night. They, we were like, um, hmm. we're just like. Well, I went down there with David Ayer. I don't know if you that you know who that yeah, is. Yeah, the, the director. director. Me, David Ayer, and Suicide and Girls, Suicide fucking, Squad, Suicide Squad, Training, Training Day, Day, right? Fury, all that shit. Tax collector, tax collector, of course, and with then, that um, great actor. What's his name? Canejo. Okay, go yeah, ahead, please. Yeah, Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, I know. You know, they, they, he brought because that's his boy. Yeah. So he brings him El Calderon, and we we chopping it up, and we're just it's, it's crazy because he's from that side, and over there it's not like over here. Over here it's like fuck the police. Yeah. We're fucking with them, and that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. But over there, like, like they're with the get down. Like the, they're another know, neighborhood. They're another gang. Oh, yeah. Right. No, but but like I'm saying, like, like they live amongst the people. So if he's a cop, he's your neighbor. Mm-hmm. We we cool as fuck. We might get drunk. Like, hey, bust out some shit. We're both sniffing. Mm-hmm. Right. Lines. Right. right. And then my compadre's coming over and he's a fucking judge. And then my other cousin, he's a politician. Now it's a room of all mixed, um, like. Social classes. Yeah, social classes. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and everybody's like, it's cool. <laughs> so a lot of these, like, behind the scene deals, you know. People Is look it? out for each other. Right. right. So, right. you know, I've been to the sweat lodge with, with I, I still talk to one of them, one of my boys. He was a escolta, which is like a bodyguard to one of the governors over there. He used to come to sweat lodge all the time. Cool as fuck. It's interesting because, I mean, definitely well, from a legal side, right, right when, I, when I'm looking at the law, I'm researching cases and all this other kind of stuff, you yeah. definitely see that, like, here in the States anyway, I'll say this, like, right, what is the state? But it is a giant neighborhood. What are the police? They are the enforcement arm of that. What is a tax? It's the same thing as, quote, unquote, an illegal taxes, right? right. It's just all, it's all legitimized and blah, 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 blah. That's why... At the lower level or at a different level, there is some coordination between large organizations within the United States and the actual government itself. But there always seems to be a time when Uncle Sam decides he's not going to play the game anymore. Some kind of, it's weird. You see it in the Middle East all the time. Mm -hmm. Like there's a moment where Uncle Sam's cruising with these dudes. (laughs) Saudi Arabia, put fucking hand on the glowing you know, globe and let's talk about oil prices. And then all of a sudden there's some kind of weird change. And next thing you know, there's fucking drones, Marines. And we're kill, trying to kill them. Crack cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Do you, <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on when that is, uh, that the, like the, that the government, the, the American government, I must say it, it is. I mean, I was just reading that all the countries now have signed on 163 countries have signed on to, to what? global tax. For corporations, right? That's the beginning. Fifteen percent. That means that you know Facebook and these fuck faces can't go over there to Ireland and get a better rate and blah blah blah. There's no more hiding. So I'm I'm wondering from your perspective and what you've experienced. Is there is there a sense of when you know that the guys like let's say Uncle Sam who say they're they're working with you or they're looking the other way, they decide to all of a sudden we're not looking the other way anymore. I know what we did before, but we're not doing that. You're, it's it's gonna happen. Like, I mean, like 
I don't know if I'm really like tripping on all that. Yeah. You know, but but I know that when I was over there, like in in Mexico, I seen corruption. And yeah. that's just like blatant, like it's just out there, like right. Mm-hmm. Like I seen it, you know. And I never, I I was I was in my twenties when I went over there. So I, I all my thirties I was over there, and um like my late twenties and thirties I was always over there. So I I seen a lot of the stuff that goes on over there, mm-hmm. and it's that shit's out there. It's even it's almost like funny, right? Like people make jokes about it. That's how normal it is. Mm-hmm. Like right. like 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 you know here they do memes. Over there's like live memes. A fool do a joke like ah. <laughs> let me let me ask, fucking let me, cops. They I fucking think what he's saying. My beer and shit. Well, <laughs> they, they got me from my iPhone or right, some right, shit like right, that. Right, right, right. It's it's the same as here. They just America is a master of sugarcoating things with paperwork and uh, scenery, oh, and, you know, and and, and me, the media. Right. In Mexico, so, they just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> let me ask you this, Cornell. So, yeah. at what point in time? Where were you, and how did this go down? Where you decided or made to, you? You brought terms on how you were going to end this whole thing, and you were going to come to, you know, come to unite. Like, how did that go down? Or did they catch you? You they got gaffled me. up. Like, well, what happened was, um, honestly, I was kind of like burnt out already. I was just tired. Like, that's like. You have insomnia for fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen years. You can't sleep that. Can't you? can't sleep that. You know, you you don't get like unless you, you know, drank a bottle of wine or some shit. You're right. Smashed and you go to sleep, but but that's not real sleep either. Nah, because mm, no. you still gotta like listen and right. one eye open and all that. You and, mentioned that before that point when you got burned out, there was a point where you were happy there, right? Where you were like, "This is working." Well, so what? Well, take us through the it's, mindset. It's like anything. It's like when, you know. The homies, they you go to prison. Yeah, you're gonna adapt, right? And then there's gonna be some good times. There's gonna be some bad times, but you're just gonna adapt to environment. I didn't like it at first, I, and, and it's crazy because, okay, my 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 mom, my my mom and they were like fifth. They were sixteen, seventeen brothers, right? And all my family will caravan to Jalisco every year. We'll caravan like fifteen cars, ten cars, twelve cars, every year. We love that shit. We'll go over there. Fucking buying illegal fireworks, blowing shit up, <laughs> just acting out over there. You know, yeah. we'll go all banged out, Cortezes, thinking we the shit mm-hmm. over there. You know, coming up on the little bitches over there and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and <laughs> we like going, but but it's like that um, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers song, like that. The other side, when you know you can never come back, and then that shit just hits you. You know, mm-hmm. over here used to like, I'll go get some brand new Adidas. I'm going to go get some pack of white shit. You start, you used to like some, you know, you, you're just buying shit. You're a straight consumer. And then when you <laughs> go over there, you yeah, go like over that. there. Yeah, yeah huh? you go over there and it's like, damn. Because I, I went over there. I had about like 3G, 3,500 in my pocket. Yeah. That shit ran out in one month. Man. And then I was like, damn, what the fuck I'm going to do now? Hmm. You know, but, but I, I just was blessed to be in the right place at the right time where like, Little opportunities help me, like, like, stay on your feet. Stay on my feet. Yeah. So, you know, oh, I man. just um, and then and I remember my boy, which is my co-defendant. Now he, you know, he passed away. Got killed over here in um, over here and um, he um, he would always tell me, "Hey, rabbit, this is home," and I'll be like, "Charlie, hell nah, <laughs> this is your home, not my home." He was so he was over <laughs> there with you for how long? We were together by like I'm gonna say like. Like a decade, 
Really? Yeah. So you both, you both, and you guys stood together for fucking that long? We split up a little bit at one point for like about less than a year, mm -hmm. and then we just teamed up, up again. again. What was your best time over there? What was the best motherfucking time? Like the, the man, best. There was a lot of just. I mean, grab like, one. I don't know, man. Because look, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. You like know, what? Like, I don't know. Like there's this guy. His name is Bobby Castro. He's from a he's from a, a banda called Rancho y Barrio. Mm. He he did a song for me, a corrido for me called H Uno. But he also did one for my boy that passed away. Mm. And in there, there's a line where he says that it says some something like um. Like he says that mm. what I'm saying, like yeah, it was fucked up, but it was beautiful. It was so mm. hard. It was so, man. I, 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 like you feel like you know, like you're gonna fall or break or you can't. Mm. You're gonna lose your mind, your sanity. But at the same time, a lot of beautiful things happen. And now, like when I think about it, I wouldn't change nothing. Nothing. Right. Damn. Yeah, change nothing. Like yeah. everything. That's that shit's like in my heart, in my mind. Like. Yeah, it was fucked up. I didn't get to see mm -hmm. my mom the way I wanted to see her or my or my family or embrace, you know, whoever. And 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 I thought and you know, I'll I'll reach out to hometown and then and then I'll hear all this shit that was going on. I was like, mm -hmm. man, I wanna be part of the fucking Lakers. Like I've been <laughs> you know, I wanna be on the fucking yeah. team like that. Yeah. What? Wow. Oh man. And then they'll tell me like, you know, fools will be like, fool, you ain't missing nothing. And I'm like, man, that shit sounds like I'm missing a lot. Right. Uh -huh. Easy but, to say when you're over there. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you know, we just got to like, I, I, I loved it. Like, I felt like I became Mexican, like 100%. Like, if fools ask me, I'm be like, nah, soy mexicano, la verga. La, 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 la verga, la verga. It's a newly discovered about. pride, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like yeah. My, my homeboy Woods, he was over there for quite a while. Um, He's from Jalisco, but then all the homies from SM are from Jalisco, except me. I'm like the black sheep. My family's from Juarez. <laughs> but Woods, right, Woods, right. Woods was out there for a long time, and he now when I listen to him talk, he has like a new, newly discovered pride for being Mexican, mm -hmm. you know? Right. Mm -hmm. where, where he grew up here his whole life and then got deported, but then he came back after several years, and he speaks exactly like the homies, you know, describing. Right. Mm -hmm. he, he, the thing is, like, mm -hmm. like when I rolled out, See, over there where we're at, we're by USC, right? USC College. Mm -hmm. So me, I'm fucking, in, in my 20s, even in my teenage years, I'm over there on fucking Del Taco, McDonald's, right. Yoshinoya, all that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yoshinoya. Yeah. Even I'm though I, I, I eat my mom's shit, like what she make, mm -hmm. I won't eat nobody else's mom's food, you know? I'm mm -hmm. like that. I yeah. ate some food. The homie had a like pupusa yeah. restaurant. His mom, yeah. well, I'll be fucking with those. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I get right. to Mexico yeah. and it's like it's almost like a culture shock. Like I said, you know, you can't right. go back and you gotta. You're like, damn, my fucking my shoes start looking dirty. It's dirt mm. over there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you go to a shoe store and they sell these like. You don't like the shit they sell. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck Canada. Pinche uh -huh. Canada. <laughs> what is that? What is that? I don't know if they still sell them, but I used to get those. What are they? When, they had, I, when I was a little kid. Yeah. Conejo will tell you. Canada is like some. <laughs> all the paisas take the kids over there. <laughs> Lace them up. <laughs> yeah, dog. And then like, but, you know, like, but but at the same time, like, like it, it, I was like, See, when you're a fugitive, it's like you're um, psychologically doing time. You're right. just, like, trapped. It's exactly like doing time. Everything he's describing are the 
are the ups and downs of a convict. You know, you, you miss your family. Anyway, anytime they keep you away from home and your loved ones, you're doing time. It, mm-hmm. it don't have to be yeah. a concrete uh, cell with bars. It could be, you know, a different landscape, just like mm-hmm. homie's telling you. Those right. are the exact same motions any convict goes through. So, what was, But it, it, even worse, because yeah. at least a convict knows a date. Right, yeah, and yeah. Th- and th- in that space, in, in, in the space homie's describing you, you there's it's no like, telling. No telling. Right, and that weight's heavier because you don't know when the deadline is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it it got to the point where like, like me, I just like I like watching ma- boxing matches. I watched all the fights. <laughs> it's funny because I always used to go see all the fights, and I'll be like, man, I want this fool to fuck Mayweather up. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, I always I, think that. I always wanted like, to, I was always like going for like the underdog, you know? And yeah. I, I remember when he fought so that fool. We. The first one when he fought that fool Chino Maidana, the fool from Argentina. Yeah. yeah. He was training out of Oxnard, yeah. and that fool was just fucking smothering. I was like, this yeah. is it. Yeah, it's the one. <laughs> and I was, I, I watched that shit at TGI Fridays in TJ, <laughs> and, and you know, but then. And like TJI Friday, yeah, TJI Friday, and, and, and then yup. And as as time was going on, you know, like a lot of shit's happening, and you know, like, like, like I was, I, I mentioned this before, but like, okay, like fugitives would get caught all the time, right? Yeah, but there'll be some like some like this fool's on the run for child support, like right. dumb shit, right? This fool's on the run for a probation violation, like you know, and they'll catch those dudes all the time, but that's just like for the news. But then at always like around a certain part of the year for some reason, mm. we just caught a fucking bank robber that was on the run for like 25 years. They just caught a fool that was into like child pornography, been on the mm. run for 15, this fool for that. And, and then you like, and I would pay close attention to the details of how, mm-hmm. how it happened and where it happened. What would the details be like? What were they like usually? Like, yeah. Was the guy specific. slipping? All, when they catch somebody, it's because they got a tip. That's it. That it, from that tip, it, it, it snowballs up, into bro. some shit. Straight up, they get a tip. Somebody open their mouth. Dude. And I, and I t- like I said, I talked to Always. I talked to that the cop that used to sweat with us. Yeah. And 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 he he didn't know. He thought I was deported. I never oh. told him who I was or nothing. Oh, now he trips out. He's like, man, fucking Esteban. He's like, fool, that's crazy. You, and because he remembers, I know because he he would tell me how they would go after fugitives, and I'll be like, how you doing? He goes, ah, we don't even give a fuck about that shit. It's the U.S. pressing us that he's right there. Right. And then we, right my, my, my boss is like, here's the folder. Sit on that fool for a little bit. And then snatch him up. As soon as he slips, get him. So I, and then I would ask him, and I would ask him this and that and, and all these little details that I want to give up because there yeah. might be homies still out there sure. doing that. You know, he, he, and, and I would use that to like, you know, like plan my next eight moves my next 16 moves you know it gets it does it get exhausting when you have to I think exa- that far I was ahead exa- i was oh, exhausted it. i was tired like i was just um when 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 i got when i got snatched up i already had been talking to my lawyer i was already they got me in on november right after um thanksgiving mm-hmm. the plan was i was coming in january 2nd this shit was already in motion mm-hmm. but i was all fucked up about it that i remember the homies they're like they already knew that I had like shit on my mind. I was thinking about shit. They were like, "Don't trip. We're gonna run a sweat for you." And we went. I went and I sweated. It was it was crazy because it's like all my demons came to that sweat lodge, and that shit put me down. Like I, I've been to you know sometimes you go to a sweat. Yeah. And you it's straight, like whatever. Yeah. I'm squatting. I'm over there like ah, with the fucking you know with the with the with the whole with the wings and yeah yeah and it's hot and you like oh great grandfather you know bless me with your hot breath and you yeah. know you just like. Mm. 
Wow. You, that energy is just you. You could handle it, but on this time, that shit had me on the ground, like laid out, like I. Wow. Who shot me? I'm in fucking round three, just you know, uh, barely making it out of that buffalo round. You know that last one. And and what came to you? What wisdom came to you through that experience? Did anything come to you where it was crystal clear to you? That what? Anything like where? Because basically, what Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds are listening to is a gentleman who has put himself and has been put in a situation that most people will never get into and tested the limits that most people will never get tested to, and then go into a sweat and have, like you said, these demons come out and whatever it is, right? Somewhere along that journey, some kind of deeper knowledge or wisdom comes to you. Did you have anything that? Was there the, the grandfather? Did anybody say to you like, "Fool, don't don't worry, it doesn't fucking matter." Yeah, I could say I could say so, but I was still fucked up. You That's were it. my my head was because you gotta understand when I was over there, I had a daughter, right? <sighs> and 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 when she was five months, the mom's like, "Here's your daughter, I'm out." So I was on the run with a baby girl. Oh man! Wow. So I'm I'm going through all kinds of shit with a baby girl. I'm raising this baby girl. She don't know nothing. Man. I got her in fucking swimming class, dance class, private tutor. She goes to private school. To this day, she's in private school. Like, I had her like that. I have so much respect for you, man, you for, know, so, for taking care of your daughter. So yeah. I was going to turn myself in. And, and by this time, the mom had came around. You know, the mom started, when she was like around five, six, she started coming around. And we started kind of sharing her. And um, But still, the connection was crazy. It was crazy strong. So... Me thinking about being away from her, that shit was fucking me up more than anything. Right. Man, I didn't make, care about right. nothing but that. Right. right. That hey. was the only thing that was bothering me. Hey, brother, and I, I know upon fighting, when I fought this case out of 92, I was able to get granted bail because I had finished parole on a fire, prior case. I was no longer on parole. So they gave me bro. So I they gave me sixty days to get my affairs in order. My, my my son is just turning one years old, and I'm going away for four years. And I just remember, uh, for me at early twenties, four years is a chunk. Four years sounds like ten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And yeah. my kids won, and I just remember like that whole sixty days of me doing shit, but knowing that I have to go turn myself into this time so i can relate to you on that's a that's a don't matter what anybody's telling you yeah. right it don't really matter what they, it's gonna be all right you gotta do this no. oh, well, you're thinking about your kid and the morning times and the this and that it's yeah, like yeah. man that shit can fuck you up but go ahead i just want to say and it's crazy because like to, okay this 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 was my little schedule just so you guys could mm. I would I would drop her off on at school on Monday morning, right? Yeah. So she from Monday afternoon she'd stay with her mom. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday after school I pick her up. She'd be with me Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday until Monday I took her to school again, right? Yeah. That Sunday night, like two days, because I got cracked on a Tuesday. On that Sunday night, I remember she came. She went from her, she came to my room from her room, and she's like she gave me a kiss. Good night, daddy. And I was like, oh, that's, that's random. All right. Love you, mommy. She went back to her room. Like two minutes later, she comes back again. Love you, daddy. She's fucking with me. She told me wow. like three or four times. She went back and forth and kept on giving me kisses until she really went to bed. And my shit was just like, man. That would fuck me How the me fuck up. am I going to explain this to this little girl? Yeah. And, How and old was she? She was probably like seven. <sighs> and, 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 and then um, 
and see, but at the same time that this is going on, I had I had linked up with my with, which is my wife now, you know. Uh -huh. So I was in fucking love, you know. I, I was in love. I was just like my girls, like that's. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're in you're in love with a woman. Yeah. You're the baby's mama is another lady yeah. that's just yeah. kind of halfway in and out yeah. now. That's so both of that's going on. Yeah. Okay, got it. Right. So so. I'm seeing my, you know, she's, we're seeing, she's coming down, we're going on these little vacations, and mm. and I'm starting to slip, because I would never show, like, my HPS on my arm, I was mm. always wearing long sleeves, hair was all, I started getting, it started getting shorter, mm. yeah. the fade started getting shorter, oh. I was just feeling good, you know, yeah. like, I'm, you know, I'm wearing shorts, chanclas, mm -hmm. like, just all up and down Ensenada, Valle yeah. de Guadalupe over there at the vineyards, fucking sipping wine, Tasting wine and all that shit, just like letting yourself live. Yeah, you know, vegetarian lasagna, all that bullshit. And you know, so so yeah, I'm over here in love. I got my daughter, all this shit spinning. And I remember we're doing this Afro-Cuban ceremony, right? Yeah. Me, one of my boys from Logan Heights that I used to fuck with over there. And um he was there with me. I'm doing divination, boom, boom, I'm doing some shit. Yeah. And my deity tells me. That's it. Your time is up. That's it. You got to go face the music. That's what it told me. And, and, and it talks in them like in parables. So I, I, I've been doing it so many years that I understand it. So it's telling me and I'm like, nah, not yet. I'll go bring you a goat. And it's like, it tells me, no, you go, get, you go bring me that fucking goat and some roosters. But you, you out of here. But don't trip. You're going to be all right. It tells me that. Mm. We got you. But still, like, yeah, I believe in it, but it's still like fucking me up. And then um, this Cuban head came down. Now this is two weeks. This is one month before I get cracked. Mm -hmm. Now two weeks more. Yeah, my boy, he's like, hey, un Cuba, this Cuban dude, he's, he's known. He's he's a he's an oba, which means a priest, in in this in Santeria, which is called Regla de Ocha. Mm -hmm. It's an Afro-Cuban religion by way of Nigeria. So then um, he's down there and he's like. Well, my girl's gonna do a ceremony called Santo Lavado, and you receive this this deity called Batala, and that's just for your head. And I'm like, I need that because I'm fucking losing my mind right now. Mm. So I do this ceremony, boom, 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 dude. It's just like beautiful. I feel like fucking the Dalai Lama type shit, like ah, some mm. shit like that, right? Yeah. Yes, there. And then when it's done, they do a reading on you, and he's doing divination. He's like, mm, cool, mm, cool, man. Shit looks is it good. like cards or what is the divination? They're the, they throw these um there's these calorie shells and it's all numerical and it's like mathematical every it's like it's a dope system you know and 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 it's like um everything equals this and then and and it's on it's that shit's on mm -hmm. for the most part if you could decipher it because sometimes it tells you shit and you're like man I don't know what the fuck that means right and it might take you like a year and you're like fuck right that's what it said right. So he t he's doing that on me, and then he gets to the end, and he's like, oh, I see that fool, like, <clears throat> like stop. Yeah. And he tells me, I'm going to just tell you straight up, a person that you thought was your friend was never your friend, and he's already betrayed you. Damn. And that shit fucked me up. I was just like, I was looking, because I didn't fuck with people. I fucked with like a handful. This guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. I, didn't, I wasn't around people. Right. So I'm over here <laughs> looking at my, at my, my friends. Like, is it this motherfucker? Is it right. this motherfucker? And I'm and I and I'm talking to him and I'm like looking like, man, I bet it's this motherfucker. Nah. And I, or or uh -huh. Uh -huh. 
What what would be his advantage point of doing this right. shit? Right. Start, right. start like analyzing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, okay, if he did this, why? Yeah. Right. What is he going right. to get right. out right. of this? Right. Okay. Wow. You're, trying to do the math. You're trying to do the yeah. math on everything. Check this guy after this. Prime's like, it wasn't me, man. I swear <laughs> to God, it wasn't yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. So that <laughs> happens. But there, I'm already under surveillance. I don't know this. I've been under surveillance for like, I think, two months. All right. You know? And then those last two weeks, they were just watching me, and they had they used the drone on me and all that shit. Yeah. Oh. So so that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's it. I, I went to throw the trash out. I was waiting for my boys and some Cubans to come to the pad. We're gonna have like a, we're gonna have a, like a like a session. You know, we're gonna have a, like a you know, we're just gonna jam out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and um and like I was just I kept on um I used to have a maid in Mexico that come every Tuesday, every Wednesday. So I remember I had, I had bought a bunch of shit. I had bought some plasmas. I had all these boxes in the house. So I'm like, hey, I was cleaning up. And then, um, like, I had cameras all up on the corners, across the street, everywhere. I had cameras. So I get the little iPad, and um, we're going over time away. No, no, no. I'm just making... Dude, every so often, I check to make sure the health the of the recording is uh, good. Okay. Don't worry. Oh, oh, yeah, oh Blue yeah. Eyes is in charge, and I'm just making sure you we're cool. You got this, Blue Eyes? <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're so good. so We're fucking um I look on bone. the I look I look on the iPad, I'm checking the cameras and there's a car like I lived in a gated community. Mm-hmm. So outside the gate, like going that way, there's a little car. I have a camera on top. They don't even know that. I'm looking at them. That fool's texting and uh-huh. writing some shit down on a notepad. I can't see it doesn't <laughs> you can't see him. that clear. Right. Wow. But I can see what he's doing. Something's going on. So I'm like, man, what the fuck are these two fools, right? Uh-huh. So then um this is in the podcast. This is episode one of season one. I tell this right. whole story mm-hmm. in detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The mind in, in the mi- inside a sinister mind. Okay. okay, thank you. And then um so fucking uh I'm just like I'm over here doing pull ups, <laughs> I got a pull up yeah, bar like welded into the yeah. to the to the thing. So I'm yeah, doing pull ups. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hit the weed. I look at the iPad. Man, these motherfuckers ain't they ain't leaving. Yeah. So I'm thinking, and I've been thinking like this. I've been paranoid for 15 years. Yeah. So, right. So I've been like, nah, I'm tripping. It's nothing. Ah. Then I'll go look outside, like the bars, the doors. I'll go look out them. Like, damn, they're right there. And it's crazy because, because like three or four years before, yeah. right where they were parked, I had painted a sigil on the floor. With paint, and I killed the rooster right on it, and I fed the ground. I did some voodoo shit right there. They were parked on that symbol, and that symbol is it represents a god. It's called Watiriama, but in uh, Regla de Ocha, it's called Ochosi, and that's justice. So you can protect him for justice. They were parked on top of that shit. Damn. So fucking. Wow. After after some time, I'm like, man, I'm tripping. I get the trash bags, and the, and you go out the gate, and you gotta make a left, and then they got this like. The, the trash can is inside some shit So you gotta unlock it Yeah Put your bags in there Whatever So when I come out the gate I look and I'm like Damn fools are straight looking at me <laughs> I don't even put them I just throw them And I buzz the gate So it starts closing So I could just get in Before like if anything And at the exact same time A truck just rushed me Boom You are Have been listening to The incredible tales Of Conejo The rapper Part one Part one. Right. But you're going to have to hang out. Stay with us to listen to the way this story ends. Part two on Friday. Stay and tuned. Stay oh, tuned. Yeah. oh, 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 yeah.
Thank <laughs> you.